Hello, it's Charlotte here from Women X. Uh, we're live here at the Women X Film Festival in Darlington, um, and we're joined by some fantastic filmmakers who have their film screening at the festival this weekend. Um, so right now, I'm joined by Joanne, uh, and I'm very excited that you're here. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. So I've got some just quick fire questions just to warm us up. Sure. Um, so can you start by just introducing yourself and what your film is uh, that is screening this weekend, and also your pronouns? Sure. Um, so I'm Joanne Michael. I'm the producer of Blindspot. I'm she, her. Um, and um, Blindspot is a kind of coming of age um, comedy drama um, about kind of what we learn from our parents and what gets passed down. And it's a kind of father daughter relationship as they drive around the city. Nice. Love that. Um, so, might be a difficult one to answer. What is your favourite film? Oh. Start with the hard one. Start ones. with the hard one. Um, I think um, my favourite films kind of depend on my mood. Yes. Um, yeah. I, you know, I have, uh, oh, I'll just rally off some. <laughs> yeah, some. please do. Uh, I think Whiplash is exquisite. Yes. Um, uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl is a favourite of mine. I loved Beauty and the Beast when I was a kid. <laughs> a bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, Moana as well. I think yeah, it's gorgeous. Amazing. Um, uh, I basically, um, I love narrative driven stories and um, kind of creative ways of telling a story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, whatever, you know, be it Con Air or, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, or Lord of the Rings, you know, mm -hmm. that, and there's a, a whole gambit of movies depending on my mood. But, yes. um, you know, I just love immersing myself in that world, really. Nice. Um, so have any films come out recently that you have loved or any that are coming out soon that you're particularly excited about? Oh, uh, Passages. I saw Passages this week. Oh, I really want to see that. I adored that. Yeah. Um, I really like it's a very kind of simple story, but the protagonist in it, you know, is unashamedly uh, selfish, but in a kind of unintentionally unaware yeah. um, that he's causing as much harm as he is and right. that comes with it great drama and great humor and that kind of collision of drama and humor is something I really adore so yeah. watching a movie like that just play out was really really lovely cool yeah with, are there any upcoming ones that you're particularly excited about as well I am really excited about poor things I love Ooh, Yorgos okay. Lanthimos's filmmaking yes. yeah um, I think he is exquisite so mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited to see that that movie play out and I've been reading great reviews about a movie called The Beast um, that okay. premiered uh, in in Venice this week, mm. and also Hitman, the new Linklater movie. Yes. Um, so lo lots to be watching out for, for sure. Yeah, I'm so glad that films are coming back again now. Obviously, over the last couple of years, there was a bit of a, a yes. lull, but yeah. yeah, it's making me so happy that we're getting so many great ones coming back again. Yeah, and original storytelling yeah. as well. Like, I feel like you know the the marvel world the disney world it's still out there um but it seems to be sliding a bit more towards the tv and the streaming mm -hmm. whereas the actual like narrative storytelling seems to be in the much more original space at the moment yeah. and that's really exciting because that's like i'd much rather watch an original movie over and over than a lot of kind of churned out blockbusters yes. yeah me too so if you could have dinner with any filmmakers dead or alive who would you pick? Um, I'd, Barry Jenkins is someone nice, I think yeah. who would be really interesting company. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
his Twitter feed of watching uh, Notting Hill through over the shoulder of someone else on an airplane alone <laughs> was incredible. So I'm sure not oh only God. as a filmmaker, but as like a person observing the world, he's a really interesting person to to be witness to. Yeah. Um, someone like Josephine Decker is also a really interesting um, person and has a really interesting perspective on the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like... I don't know, a Scorsese or someone who is like a, you know, guiding light of the film yeah. industry just to kind of pick their brains about how you actually be a person in that space yeah. and like push cinema forward in mm. the way that they have, I think is a... Just for the experienced wisdom. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how did the idea for your film sort of come about? and What was your inspiration for it? So um, I've worked with um, the writer, Nathan, before. Um, We actually went to university, uh, the same university, Um, but we didn't know each other super well then. Um, But uh, during the pandemic, I was looking for a creative outlet and um, I reached out to him and he um, told me about this idea that he was toying with that was um, originally kind of, he was thinking that it might be a radio play Mm. and we talked about it a lot and the themes really resonated with me um, and we just kind of kept on talking about it and started to develop it and it felt like it could really be an interesting short story because I think something that I feel very passionately about when it comes to short filmmaking is that using the form of a short story that isn't trying to be bigger than what time limit you have in the short form yeah um and I think this really spoke really nicely to fitting into that so we talked about that a lot we got a script into a decent shape and then we were like we want our director to really feed into that so we went out and tried to find the right partner and we found Soph um, who is just an amazing um, filmmaker and up and comer and um, she fed into that that and kind of gave her perspective and the three of us really molded the script into what you see on screen. Yeah that's cool. So how did you get into filmmaking in the first place? Like, what has your experience been like in in the film industry so far? So I decided at a quite relatively youngish age that film was the thing and I, like, kind of really set my sights on it. Uh, I was kind of 14, 15 when I was thinking that and then I just kind of did workshops and kind of went to um, film school and just kind of really focused on it I decided to study in London because I thought that you know that's where the hub of the industry is um, and gladly that is spreading now Um, uh, so it was really like a love of watching movies as a kid and kind of understanding that that could be a job where Mm. you could mix creative and practical and travel and collaboration all in one place to like actually build a career yeah um and that really excited me so I just kind of pushed down that avenue and it took a lot of you know unpaid internships and like I was fortunate enough to grow up in in greater London so I could live with my parents and do a bunch of unpaid internships to actually get my foot in the door but it was definitely worth doing that I'm kind of related to that actually something that I like to ask just in case people can sort of learn from it is what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome in whether it's making this film or anything up to now uh, what are some of the big hurdles that you you've kind of had to 
figure your way around so i do fortunately have a day job in the film industry right um which um was a real challenge to come by it was um a lot of hard work a lot of unpaid internships a lot of um you know working on the side as a waitress to try and like get by that um and just kind of a lot of luck and chance as Mm -hmm. well um and the biggest obstacles were just knowing where to put my energy and where to like where is there an opportunity and what is the right kind of opportunity and how do you approach that and some of that was trial and error some of that was having people be helpful and like you know asking them to go for a coffee to give you a bit of advice so that they can like at least if they're not going to necessarily open a door for you they can tell you how to navigate it slightly so that in in the working world that's one component and with this film similarly it was kind of about trying all avenues to try and get it funded because that's the the biggest struggle everybody has with short films Mm -hmm. is who's going to pay for them and there are funds out there but they are so oversubscribed that you just can't guarantee that you're you're going to kind of uh, rise above and and get picked so um it was really about holding on to confidence in our material Mm. and in our team um, and supporting each other through that yeah and just kind of pushing forward and persevering Mm -hmm. um and you know we were fortunate enough to get bfi network funding nice but that wasn't enough to really make our movie so we had to kind of explore other avenues and eventually we ended up doing a kickstarter to kind of build the other side of it and you know we're very grateful to our friends and family and uh, industry friends and just anyone who contributed because it did make the difference yeah it would have been a very different film if we could only work with the 15k that bfi gives you i think people don't quite realize sometimes how much it actually costs to Mm. make a film like even if it's like just a short film people don't realize how much you actually need to yeah. do it yeah it's it's it is surprising it's yeah. um you know we all try and like pull in favors and yeah. ask for you know help and and all of that but even with that it's still very expensive because yeah. you want to do it safely you yeah. want people who are putting so much energy and time and effort into it to get a little bit of money out of it hopefully um so you know making sure that people are paid and the film is made safely and in the best quality that it can be Mm -hmm. is such a hard balance to strike when you don't have a lot of money (laughs) so um yeah every penny that we got is on screen i think we've had quite a few films this weekend that are that have been crowdfunded so it seems to be a yeah. popular thing to do and it, it works well like it it does work well and it is like you know it is a wonderful thing that people will support yeah and, you know i found when i was kind of creating a kickstarter i was like well i don't want to just be kind of taking something from this community i want to give something back so i donated to a couple of different yeah. projects as well because i think that's how you build the kind of energy you want to come towards your movie but it it is really challenging um and it doesn't surprise me that a lot of the movies have a crowdfunding funding component because as i said the the options out there are quite limited Mm -hmm. um but when there's a cost of living crisis it's also harder to like ask for that and expect that from people so it's again it's a balance and and it's a challenge yeah does it sort of give you a bit of confidence though knowing that people are willing to back 
this thing that you're making like does it sort of give you that little bit extra support yeah yeah I mean it's always nerve-wracking like when you're like oh I've made this list of people that I'm gonna send this email to basically begging them for money (laughs) and I'm not sure whether I want to send it to these people but I'm gonna do it anyway and then people truly surprise you like there were so many really generous donations from people I never expected to put anything in let alone the amounts that they did so um I really felt very fortunate and those who are able to give usually do because you know they want to see the creative industry thrive and making these shorts that is the future of our you know film industry in the UK like people have to start somewhere so um it's really nice that that people do even from a tiny amount to a big amount yeah. invest and support you and it does give you that little bit extra confidence yeah. in what you're doing so one of the other members of our podcast team have written some amazing would you rather questions okay um, just for a bit of fun <laughs> so we have 20 of them i won't okay. ask you 20 okay we'll be here all day but i thought it would be fun if you pick a number between one and 20 and i'll okay. give you that question okay uh number eight okay please. would you rather give up halloween forever or give up christmas forever I think I'd give up Halloween. Okay. Because not I'm not a particularly Christmassy person. Yeah. But I love a roast dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I really love a roast dinner. So um uh any excuse to uh have all the trimmings yeah. <laughs> is perfect for me. So nice. um uh that and you know Muppet Christmas Carol is a masterpiece. A classic. So, yeah. you know, while you know there are many classic uh genre movies and i do love genre um uh you know that is just that it slightly tips the scale (laughs) yeah yeah amazing okay let's have another one oh go on then um number 12 12 would you rather watch an entire director's filmography or an entire actor's filmography Ooh. It very much depends on who we're talking about. I was thinking, about. yeah, I guess it depends on... <laughs> um, if you've got a very short list or a long yeah. list or, uh, you know, if you're talking about Denzel Washington's filmography. Yeah. Um, um, I guess I, I would probably say a director's. Yeah. Um, just because there's more, in terms of the choices they're making and the style they're approaching, you can get perhaps a better sense of what is important to them and how they want to express themselves and while obviously that is true of an actor as well actors might take a job for money more often than a a filmmaker will kind of give up many many years of their life to create something so I think yeah fractionally again depending on who it is but that that's probably my answer yeah I agree Mm -hmm. I would definitely I mean one of my favorites is Wes Anderson so Mm -hmm. you can kind of like you can watch all of his films and I just love seeing those sort of creative decisions play out in all yeah. of their films and you can see where they have all of these yeah. sort of running threads throughout all and of them. And their growth as a filmmaker yeah. as well, like what the, what is interesting to them or inspires them yeah. and how they've kind of started out and mm-hmm. then like gotten more confident in certain things or experimented in certain things or yeah. been inspired by certain things. I think, you know, again, that that can be true of an actor, but I guess there's more limitations because mm-hmm. they're not originating it in the yeah. way or like kind of choosing the genre or theme as as kind of consciously as a director is in terms of molding something yeah definitely let's have one more let's make it three go for number four please okay choose a villain 
Would you rather be Scar from The Lion King or Jafar from Aladdin? Oh. <laughs> now, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, oh, man. Oh, nice well, easy one to end on. Oh, boy. That is a really <laughs> challenging question because I love... Well, I love the campness of both of them, actually. Yeah. Um, and Scar, uh, Scar's got a song. Yes. Where Jafar hasn't. True. Um, so, yeah. Oh, does Jafar have a song? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Mm, mm, mm. I think I think Jafar has a bit more fun. So okay. I'm going to go with Jafar. Because he yeah. gets to, like, be a genie and, you know, yeah. he's, he, you know, and be a whatever else he is. I can't remember. <laughs> He, he gets to be a he snake. He gets to do some stuff. <laughs> he gets to do yeah. things. Um, he's got a fun sidekick. I like the humour that comes with Jafar a little yeah. more. Scar, Scar has got the hyenas, but, yeah. you know, he's a bit more serious about his intent. Yeah. Um, whereas Jafar's got a bit more yeah. fun, fun to him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for Jafar. Cool. Nice. <laughs> um, so just some, some questions just to wrap up. If people haven't been able to see your film at Women X this year, do you have a plan for... Uh, once the festival run is over like where people are going to be able to access it not a firm plan yeah. but um we are going to be submitting to a lot of the online um platforms so nice. if you follow us at um at blindspot film on instagram yeah i think it is um then um all the updates will be there cool um but yeah definitely the intention is for it to be online once the Amazing. festival runs done um, yeah, any links like to the Instagram, we'll just put in the notes below. So if anyone's listening and you're interested in finding out uh, where it's going to be, then look in the notes below. You can see the links that uh, you can go and follow. Just a question for us. Um, how are you finding the festival so far? It's really great. I think it's really, really well put together. Yeah. Um, uh, the communication's been great. Um, and the offering of, you know, from workshops to fun little elements to pop-up stalls to... You know, all of it is great. I'm very excited to do the quiz this evening. Yeah, I'm very excited for that too. <laughs> i got to bone up on some uh, Naughties movies yeah, <laughs> in a bit. Yeah, got some very exciting rounds. Excellent. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I, th- I think it's been a really great programme and, and yeah, we're so so proud to have the film here. So yeah, just thank you for so that. That's so lovely. Thank you. Um, and then the question to finish that everyone usually hates me asking because they struggle to answer it mm-hmm. is what's next for you? Uh, well I am in the process of developing um, a feature project um, and another short Um, and uh, I in my day job I'm working uh, I work as head of marketing for an international sales agent called Cornerstone um, so they will be keeping you very very busy yeah (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah just kind of getting the next projects off the ground is, is is the next goal cool amazing well thank you so much thank for you. joining us it was so lovely to chat uh, if you couldn't attend women x in person this weekend then there have been online passes we can watch the films online um but if not as we said look out for um for joanne's film and some of the other films as well in the future once the festival run is done but yeah if you want to hear from other filmmakers that we've been talking to this weekend uh, then check out some of the other episodes on the podcast we'll be uploading more over the next few weeks too um so we hope you've enjoyed this and we'll see you next time Thank you.